It looks like Westpac is in trouble as well. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my Stein of coffee and I thought we'd have a look at a recent, well, from this morning, media release from Westpac Bank regarding a $2.2 billion first half of this year impairment charge. They're in trouble. They're joining the ranks of NAB. This is another one of the big four that's being unsurprisingly affected by the economic lockdown and the generosity of the banks. If we jump over to tradingview.com, we can see the Westpac chart. I mean, where were they at the beginning of February? They were $25. Now they're at $14.92. That's, that's a big cut. It's a big cut. And we look here, you know, Technicals are telling us to sell if you're a fan of those, but they're in a similar situation to all the other banks. Let's look at the all-time chart and see how far we can go out. So if you had a board in 91, you're still doing okay. Still doing okay. So let's have a look at this statement, guys. Let's have a look at this. I, I can't imagine anyone surprised. We'll be hearing about this from each of the big four banks, not the miners. So Westpac announces a 2.2 billion first half 2020 impairment charge. Westpac today announced the impairment charge in its first half 2020, 1H20 result are expected to be 2,238 million pre-tax. The impairment charge includes approximately 0.6 billion from individually assessed provisions and net write-offs together with approximately 1.6 billion of additional impairment charges predominantly related to the illness impacts. This accords with the AASB9 accounting standard, which requires Westpac to estimate certain expected future impairments and increased provisions before new defaults occur. So you would have to anticipate that this is going to have an impact on perhaps the dividend and the profitability of Westpac. And remember, you know, the big dividend, I, I still, frankly, I'm still a bit, probably out of my naivety. I'm still surprised how much of a section of like the, the EFT on high paid Australian dividends companies is just the big four. That, that's what, that's, that just shows you. It just shows you we really are built on a house of cards, propped up by the banks, which is propped up by property, which is propped up by investment into it. And we've got foreign money coming into it, so... It's a bit shaky. The 1.6 billion addition to the impairment charge has a relatively small impact on the group's common equity tier one capital ratio, an 11 basis point decrease. This is because the higher charge lifts provision levels and reduces the regulatory expected loss capital deduction to nil. Westpac's CET1 capital ratio at 31st of March 2020 is expected to be 10.8%. Now this is the, this is in all of this, we need to realize that it's this ratio that's important. We don't have, we don't have fractional reserve banking. Banking isn't like how we were taught at school, where people deposit their money and then they take that and lend to other people. Well, they, you know, they, the bank has assets and some of those assets are, sure, the cash on hand, but the investments and the mortgages. And they need to have a ratio of high quality assets you know, the tier one capital, and they leverage that to allow them to 
create money out of thin air, which is more mortgages, which is why the banks encourage people to you know, get out there and borrow, borrow, borrow. And that's how they make their money. And this is the thing. If they start taking big losses and these numbers change, that's when the banks can start getting in trouble meeting the requirements. So either they need to change the rules, which they probably could, or the banks are at risk. So we'll have to see. But they're assuring us they're fine. They are assuring us they're fine. So obviously people are worried. Westpac CEO Peter King said, the world is going through a once in a lifetime health and economic crisis, and we are committed to assisting as many customers as possible to bridge this shutdown period. Our packages are already providing relief to individual businesses and customers. It is, however, unfortunate that some customers will not be able to navigate the financial and economic changes of this crisis and may not reopen. Nevertheless, we will work closely with those customers to help them through that process. So we had NAB alluding to a recession and now, well, to tough times. And now we've got, you know, just the subtle mention here from Westpac about businesses not being able to reopen. So an understanding of where reality is going. One thing that's interesting is this, the term bridge that's always being used. Have you noticed that? The PM, other people are trying to use that to create an image to persuade people that this is just a temporary, this is a bridge, we're going from one to the other. Do you think it's effective? Do you think it's, a, does it fill you with confidence, guys? A bridge? I don't know. Maybe I've been watching too many YouTube or engineering failure videos of those bridges that have all collapsed. Having materially strengthened capital over the last decade, building significant buffers, we are well positioned to absorb this increase and respond to future developments in the environment. Okay, but remember, we've only just started down this path. It's just the beginning. The 1H20 impairment charge of 2.2,000 million equates to approximately 62 basis points of gross loans annualized. This compares to 13 and 9 basis points for 20, for 2H19 and 1H19 respectively. The 1.6 in additional impairment charges has been principally based on three elements. Number one, significant changes to base case economic forecast link or sorry to yeah to base case economic forecast linked to the pandemic these include lower economic growth higher unemployment lower investment and a fall in residential and commercial property prices but doesn't real estate always go up everyone haven't we been hearing that still in i'll have to check in domain number two Increasing the weighting applied to the downside economic scenarios, reflecting a higher probability that economic conditions could deteriorate even further. Three, an overlay based on a top-down industry-by-industry assessment of additional stress that could emerge in relation to the pandemic. Very different to what we've been hearing from the media, isn't it? We're starting to see the banks prepare. They know what's coming. Westpac notes that the pandemic outbreak is still in its early stages. And the impact on customers, along with future impacts on the bank, remain highly uncertain. While impairment provisions have begun to increase, the extent of additional charges in subsequent periods will depend on the severity and duration of the decline in economic activity and the size and effectiveness of stimulus measures. 
the group will reassess its provisioning levels as developments unfold. Westpac's 1H20 results are expected to be announced on the 4th of May. So let's have a look at how the media is addressing this. And we've got here from Share Cafe, Westpac joins NAB with $2.2 billion warning. Westpac has joined the NAB in revealing a huge boost to its impaired loans charge for the six months to March 31, a move that could see the bank report a statutory loss for the half or at best, a very weak profit. How do you think the market would, would respond to Westpac reporting a loss? Westpac said on Tuesday that its first half profit will take a 2.2 billion hit from the provision of soured loans, including a 1.6 billion impairment charge by the pandemic to its forward reserves. Tuesday's update was promised in the April 14 statement revealing 1.43 billion in charges against profit for the half with around 900 mil 900 million coming from the 23 million breaches of money laundering claimed by Austrac which Westpac still has to settle remember that guys remember those 23 million breaches of money laundering some 206 million in charges related to compensation of customers arising from the Hein Royal Commission this means total charges and impairment impairment costs will top 3.6 billion for the first half. Westpac recorded cash earnings of 3.2 billion a year ago, so there is a, a possible statutory loss in the offing. Westpac has not said how the bank's earnings went in the half year. Westpac did not mention interim dividends or earnings. We can take it those details have yet to be worked out ahead of the release of the results of the on Monday. Westpac shares were up 4% to 15, 26 at 11 a.m. Well, there you go, and then they're discussing NAB. So we'll have to see, guys. We'll have to see. Could be a tough year for Westpac. What are your thoughts and opinions, everyone? As always, please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Let me know if you're a fan of Westpac or you've invested in them, is this changing your opinion or your long-term strategy? Do you think it's a safe bet? As always, thank you for watching. If you're a fan and you want to support us, there are a few ways you can. You can join the channel on YouTube or on Patreon. You can support us via our affiliate link at Amazon or Independent Reserve or via eBay or KuCoin. I got that mixed up. You can also get our, send us gold from Gold Pass in the Perth Mint. And finally, you can support us via PayPal or our merch from Heiser Says. Thanks everyone, have a great day, and I will see you in the next episode.